Pray with me. Holy Spirit, show us again what you have for us in your word today. Shine light for us on the cross of Jesus to see what he's done for us and give us faith and hope to cling to the true hope that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope uh, you can hear me. I'll try to speak as well as I can. I got the cold that's been going around a bit the last few days, so sorry about that. And it's also somewhat cruel that, you know, I don't have to sing, chant that much in worship, but of course when you get a cold, that's the day you got to do it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do my best. When you look at the cross of Jesus, what do you see? What do you see? That's what question that, that comes at me when I read what we read and going to look at in 1 Corinthians today is different people across the planet or in a community or in a family look at the cross of Jesus, look at Jesus dying and see different things. What do you see? Do you see simply a dying man? Do you see more than that? What do you see? And I believe how we answer that, each and every one of us, will determine the trajectory of your life. When you look at the cross of Jesus, what do you see? And what you see, well, the cross itself does have great power to, to unify. There are over 2.2 billion Christians on the planet, over a quarter of the world's population, that are united by the Holy Spirit in faith in Jesus. And yet at the same time, it can be a great divider. The cross can divide people, religions, families. Do you know it is absolutely the cross of Jesus? What happens there that is a great divider between what's called the Abrahamic religions that share some history? Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Traditional, the traditional Jewish answer to why Jesus isn't the Messiah, why they don't trust in him, has to do with him dying. They believe the Messiah is to physically conquer and physically set up a kingdom and physically rebuild the temple. And a guy dying on a cross like a criminal doesn't do that. So it's a no. Now, the Muslim answer about Jesus is this, is the Quran itself says Jesus didn't die on the cross. Well, he, okay, well, Bible clearly says it in so many ways. It doesn't. What, what do you do with it? And it says uh, that it, it was made, Allah made it look like, just look like Jesus did. And it was probably a stunt double that's maybe Judas or someone else. And the reason being is if Jesus, which I think is, is a great prophet, God would never allow a great prophet to suffer in such a way like that. Well, that's telling, isn't it? When you look at the cross of Jesus, what do you see? Within the cross of Jesus, there is great power to unify across a whole family or a whole planet and yet divide even within our own families. Isn't it true? Well, what does 1 Corinthians say? That one verse that flies off the page for me, verse 18, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Have you ever had the, the holy opportunity to 
explain the Christian faith to someone else or share your faith with someone else and then uh, them respond with a, a shrug of, yeah, so what? No, that's, that's dumb or, yeah, I don't believe that. Different people see different things when they look at the cross of Jesus. You see, at the heart of our faith, there is a mystery. There is a mystery that on the one hand, those who believe that there is power there, that the Holy Spirit has given faith to believe, this is, this is the most wonderful news you could possibly hear. But to those who reject that, the cross sounds dumb. What about you? When you look at the cross of Jesus, what do you see? For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. A famous atheist, Richard Dawkins, famously said in his book, The God Delusion, he's made a career now out of uh, saying there is no God, and he wrote it this way in The God Delusion. He said, if there is a God, well, then it's got to be a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more incomprehensible than anything any theologian or religion has ever proposed. Now, on the one hand, you could say, give him some credit. That's understandable. Because a leader dying on a cross like a criminal doesn't look like much, does it? So he's got a point. However, on the other hand, if there was a God... And God is all-powerful and all-knowing and beyond us and more, knows more than, than you and I. Well, then, then God might just do things that you don't understand and doesn't have to tell you. If, if God is real, if there is a God, he's beyond us in, in, in every way, well, well, then God might do things that don't make sense to our human minds and might even do things that seem like the opposite of what we would expect. And to use Dawkins' words against him, God might do something that no theologian or religion has ever proposed. Well, that's exactly how the Bible talks about Jesus. If you know the character of God, that is to, to love the unlovable, to accept the rejected, to, to seek out and befriend the lonely, to make orphans become sons and daughters, to Forgive even the worst evil in the world and in your heart and my heart. To know the character of the God described in the Bible. Jesus himself dying for you. God in the flesh. In your place for you. That's the greatest news ever. And yet, others can look at that and see a loser. A man who gathered a following but in the end couldn't really deliver what he promised. Or what they wanted him to promise. And so many would say, well, you know, Jesus is a great moral teacher, and, and I try to live by that. But in the end, he, he was, you know, killed by the powers of the empire that wanted to keep the peace. Yet on the other hand, to those who the Holy Spirit has given eyes to see, God himself doing for you and me what you could never do for yourself, that is bring yourself back to God in perfect communion and perfect harmony with a perfect holy God whom you and I have walked away from countless times. You and I are the unforgivable who are forgiven and the unlovable who are absolutely loved by that God who is beyond everything. 
for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. When you look at the cross, what do you see? The first thing I want you to see, and pray that the Holy Spirit helps you see, is that God loves you. I have two L's for you today. The first one is loves. When you look at the cross, what do you see? Do you see that God loves you? You see, if it is true that God has come from heaven all the way to earth to to seek and search out and find you by dying on a cross, for it, it means God absolutely truly loves you. He has carried your sin, your sorrows, even your suffering and your pain, and he's taken it away from you. From you, and even your, your deepest regrets that you, you don't even think are forgivable, Jesus died in your place for you. And instead of receiving all of the things we should, we, we receive love and mercy and peace with God. When you look at the cross, what do you see? Well, I hope in faith you see that God loves you. Okay, but there's a second thing. That would be the the first part, and that's a great comfort. Second part is probably a challenge. When you look at the cross, do you see that God loves you? But on the second part, when you look at the cross, can you see that God leads you, but in a cross-like way? Second, I'll leads. So when you look at the cross, can you see that God loves you? But, But can you see that God leads you? But he often leads you in a cross-like way, which then will seem strange and might not make sense to us. The way our life goes might not make sense. And do you trust God? So further along in the section for today, let's see, 20, 20, 20, 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers, he means ancestors, not many of you are wise according to worldly standards, not many powerful, not many noble. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. So the challenge is this. Sometimes, if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, beyond us in every way, capable of creating everything, then God does things we don't understand. Both out there in the great big world, but in our personal lives. God allows things that, that we don't understand. God acts in ways that we don't understand. Sometimes you do later and go, oh man, most of the time I say, God, thank you for not giving me what I asked for however many years before. But sometimes when God leads you in a strange cross-like way, things don't make sense. Can you still trust God? Do you trust God when things happen that you don't understand? Sometimes it's, God, why would this thing that I really want be, be wrong? I think it'll, think it'll make me happy. And, and don't you just want me to be happy, God? How could that be bad? Well, if God has clearly spoken about something and he said, well, that that isn't good for you, that isn't my will, well, then do you trust God? 
or something that you really want, but God hasn't given to you, you trust God, even if you don't understand. Or other times it's, God, why did you allow this hard thing to happen to me? You could have done it differently. And sometimes, truthfully, people sin against you, and evil is done to you, and and that's not God, it's evil done to you. But other times, life just takes strange turns or strange cross-like turns or cross-like detours, and we question, God, God, why are things going this way, not that way? And do you trust God? Can you look at the cross of Jesus and see that he both loves you and leads you, but often in a cross-like way? So how do we know God is trustworthy? Well, you go back, everything for Christianity starts, ends, and everything in between has to do with the cross of Jesus, what happened there, and what he did for you there. If you wonder if God is trustworthy, look again at the cross. If you wonder if God loves you, look again at the cross. If you wonder then how God might be leading you, and can you trust him, look again to the cross. Because every single one of us will have times when your life doesn't make sense. And can you believe, it's even one step more than just trusting God, can you believe that when your, your life seems to make the most cross-like weird detours or you feel like you're going the wrong way or things aren't going the way you thought they would be, can you believe not just to trust God, but even those moments, God be, might be the most at work in your life than when you thought things were going well? Can you believe that? That when your life seems to make the least amount of sense, God might be at the most amount of work. How can that be? Look at the cross. What looks like absolute failure, the absolute worst thing that could happen is God himself comes to earth and we kill him. What looks like the absolute worst thing to happen in human history, God works out to be the absolute best thing that is saving you and me. So God is always at times, at, at work most in what looks like the worst thing. That, that's what the cross is. So when you wonder if you can trust God, look at the cross. So to end with where we started, when you look at the cross of Jesus, what do you see? I hope and pray the Holy Spirit gives you eyes and hearts to see Yes, that God absolutely loves you. But he also leads you in very cross-like ways.